Atom. I've had an amazing time on the Atomic Podcast with Ephraim, and he blows up the news on a verbal scale. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Ephraim Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, comedian Mr. Chris Cope. Chris, how are you? Man, I'm amazing today. How are you? Good, man. Good, man. I know we've been playing like phone tag for a while, even since I was living in New York, and finally we're talking. So it's a pleasure to talk to you, man. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I was I was going to make it a, like a point. I was like, I have to do this guy's show just because I felt like I like when you play phone tag with someone so much, you're like, this has to be done. Yeah. We must make this happen. Exactly, but hey, you know, money comes first, man. Jobs come first, so I totally get it. Oh, uh, yeah, and, and honestly, being out here, like, you'd be very surprised how you'd be sitting around 4 o'clock, your phone rings, you're like, oh, shit, I got work tonight. <laughs> so how's everything? Well, how plans, you know? But how's everything been going with work? How, you know, I know you've been doing gigs here and there, so how's everything been going with that? Man, it's been going great. I uh, got to work at a new club. I worked in Vegas. I haven't, uh, I didn't work at before. Uh, LA Comedy Club. I'm going back to Vegas tomorrow. <laughs> I'm doing the uh, the Dirty at twelve thirty show at the South Point Casino. It's a, a show that starts at like twelve thirty at night. Oh wow! Really? Twelve yeah, thirty? I don't get on until about one one a.m. usually. Yeah. Oh my god! Do you feel? Uh, I'm usually jacked. I'm jacked up on Rebel. I'm I'm not a night owl. I'm an early riser. Yeah. So for me, it's just I take a nap at like seven o'clock when I get to the hotel, and then. I wake up, pound some Red Bull, and then have a great show. <sighs> I was wondering, like, by, I'm already, like, a parent and everything, and, like, by 12, is like, I'm ba- barely fighting my, you know, I'm, like, barely trying to stay awake unless, like, if I'm, you know, I'm washing clothes or anything like that, but it's, like, the hard yeah. thing is, like, can I be up by 12, you know? <laughs> Dude, yeah, no, it's, it's one of those shows where it's, like, I have to prepare. Like, I'm staying out, I'm staying up late tonight just so my body is not, like, yawning on stage. Yeah. Also, you know, they're all the audience is all jacked up and drunk, so they, for them it's like it's party, and I'm like, y'all must sleep. Yeah. This is my this is my nocturnal time. Um, is it better to is it better to have comedy at night where you probably would would, would wait wait a minute? But could you get more hecklers at night if you're doing it at twelve thirty because people are already drunk from them and drinking like at nine o'clock, ten o'clock? Yeah, but the room is so large. Uh, and it's very kind of open so as soon as someone heckles you can kind of pinpoint it really easily mm-hmm. like I've had someone yell out and, and usually I just dump a lot of shit on them as soon as they open their mouth <laughs> um, you know I mean it's, when a guy you know, a guy stands up you hit him so hard he doesn't want to stand up again you know <laughs> yeah. that's that's how I that's how I learned so I just yeah if someone's and I'm usually half in the bag when I do this show it's more of a party you know so I'm loud, and it's hard to, I'm loud, I'm loud with a microphone, so it's hard to kind of interject over me. Okay. And I ain't going to point to do really well. You know what I mean? Like, I work hard on my jokes, so I want I want laughs. I'm yeah. not going to give my room to talk. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of comedians that passed away recently, you know, Charlie Murphy and Don Rickles. Are those particular, are those particular comedians influences on you, or is it, do you have like, Actually, other, yeah. really? Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Charlie Murphy's definitely in the smaller category, but okay. I've always, I've appreciated him. I appreciate, like, you know, the guy didn't, like, want to, he didn't try to coast off his brother's name as much. Yeah. He really wore, like, as a stand-up, he really worked hard. Yeah. That dude was all about his jokes. 
Yeah. Um, and Don Rickles is a goddamn legend. I mean, I love... I do crowd work on my shows just because I enjoy talking to the audience and I'm good at it, so yeah. why not? Yeah. And Don Rickles is just fucking amazing. He would... He would rip a room apart. Yeah, it's it, it's it's crazy, you know. There's been, you know, 2017 early on. It's you know, there's been deaths, you know, coming on left and right. But you know, everybody dies, and I know that. But it's just like, you know, the death toll is already going in. You know, sort of the is going by double digits now already. You know, so the year is getting unfunnier as it as it progresses. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you know how they say life goes on. It's like you know, you think about it, and then you know, you have those tribute specials, and you know, the comedian, oh, sure. you know. Did you, uh... Did you ever see that clip uh, during Delirious, where they're taping Delirious? Nah. And this woman starts. He- this woman literally gets like maybe three seconds into something, yelling something. Yeah. And you can clearly hear Charlie Murphy and go. Charlie Murphy just goes, "Shut up, bitch." <laughs> Google it. It's on YouTube. I found it. Uh, dude, it's hilarious. Because I mean, she doesn't get more than like blah blah blah. And it's like, "Shut up, bitch." <laughs> oh my god. That cracked me up. That cracked me. So, oh my god. Oh man. So Chris, man. Um, like in school and growing up, and like, was you always like the class clown, or this is something that you later evolved into having material, or you had material ever since you was like young? Um, actually, I was more of a flirt. I got voted biggest flirt in high school. Ah. <laughs> um, so I was. I yeah. I, I, I trust me. I had. I. I I learned, I was like, okay, well, if you're a little tubby, you gotta, you gotta be funny. So I just kind of learned, you know, just to be funny, I guess. I, I've always kind of enjoyed humor, obviously, but um, it was something that I kind of pressed on early on, knowing that, like, it was just an avenue to make people like me. I'm like, well, if I'm funny, no one's gonna hate the funny guy. <laughs> yeah. Girls laugh, you make a girl laugh, man, that shit, that's... That's heaven right there. Yeah. You know how I always used to say, you know, um, I don't have a six-pack, I have a keg, you know, so. <laughs> that usually works, you know, and if you can make somebody laugh, if you can make somebody smile, then you're a winner right there. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I would I would say 90% of the women I've been with would probably go, yeah, if you weren't funny, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give you the time of day. Holy shit. <laughs> you see, but that's true. You know, that's good, though, right? Because they, they like substance. Yeah, I'll take the honesty. Let me know. Let me know what my strengths are. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. No, um, don't lie to me. Yeah. I was going to ask you, too, with the current state of the world, you know, the way it is now, do you ever find yourself holding back on material out of fear of being ridiculed or no? Um, no, not really. I honestly, anything that I write that I want to say on stage, I stand behind it. You know, I try to, uh, if I'm going to do something that's maybe a little on the edge of, uh, controversial, I definitely do my research on what I'm writing about so I don't sound like an idiot. I don't want to pull Spicer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Holocaust centers. Really? Really, brother? Really? <laughs> I tweeted the other day, I was like, it sounded like it had table tennis and connect board. Oh my god. Yo, this 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 whole regime is hilarious, man. I'm, I'm saying like Alec Baldwin could just do Donald Trump every Saturday Night Live and he is straight for the rest of his life. Like, you know, even though oh, it's Trump sure. change for him. Well, you know what's funny? He gets the day rate for that. He only makes a thousand dollars for doing that. Shit, it's crazy though, right? Like he's doing it just because he doesn't give. Like he hates us. I mean, he's our president's a fucking moron. The guy in front of our, the press conference, uh, the, uh, the press, uh, the, yeah, the press secretary, he's a moron. Like it's just we have a, an entire cabinet of uh, fucking idiots. Yeah. But tell me, because, you know, I'm in the state of Wisconsin where they voted for Trump. Like, uh, like, what is it, what do you think is the mass appeal of Donald Trump to a, a lot of these people out here? Because I just don't get it. Coming from New York, I already well, knew I how mean, Trump is. Like, the reality I think- of it is, 
he he won by seventy thousand votes in three strategic states. That's really really what it is. He won by the skin of his fucking teeth, and we lost the popular vote by three million votes. The last time that happened was in eighteen seventy. Look it up. Wow. Um. Yeah, dude. No one loses by that much and is a winner. No, he barely won, and I think you know Hillary just didn't exactly have charisma and like you know he also played to the lowest common denominator of Americans. That's my opinion. I mean, I think there are a lot of people in the middle of the country that were fed up with being kind of excluded over the last eight years. And they go, all right, well, you know what? You guys have had Obama for eight years. We're going to put Trump in. He's going to shake things up. And it turns (laughs) out he's not going to do a fucking thing. He just sold them. Trump is the world's best snake oil salesman. Yep. Wow. That's all he is. That's all he is. Yeah. What about, what what was your opinion on the 50 missile strikes, the Tomahawk missiles in Syria? I think it was all bullshit. Yeah. I mean, I think it was, I mean, we dropped a bomb uh, today in Afghanistan. We dropped the mother of all bombs, and I'm like, how many people did that kill? Yeah. I mean, it's just, Trump was literally, what, like 38% of boomeranging, and then he just drops a bomb, he starts dropping bombs. <laughs> like, damn, bro, like, that's an obvious hand to just play. Yeah. Like, it's obvious you were looking to bolster your boomerang by, yeah. you know, being... Like, you know, by being militaristic, and it's like, no, we just, yeah, they gas people, and they yeah. gas people all the time, like, it's, I don't know, it's yeah. all bullshit. Yeah, I know, I, I think it was just a sidetrack to get the, get, get people off yeah, him and the Russia the stuff. Off the news. Yeah, you know, to get the Russia stuff, I like, oh, headline. yep. Yeah, man, I, I, I want that to keep unfolding, yeah. the shitty thing is, it's gonna take a while for that whole story to keep unfolding, because as they keep collecting evidence and stuff like that, it just starts... You know, your picture gets clearer, and you start figuring out exactly what, you know. And it's like every every week or so, there's some kind of new revelation. It's like, oh, really? <laughs> you know? Yep. And I feel like it's just a matter of time. But then again, I think impeaching a president's extremely a hard thing to do. It's only been done. Yeah. Shit, it's never been done. That's true. Um, let me go Andrew back. Johnson was impeached. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no, guys, 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 finish it. Johnson was, was impeached. It was like Andrew Johnson got impeached in the Senate. Or excuse me, the House. Yeah. Uh, Clinton got impeached and the Senate didn't make it to the House. Uh, and then Nixon resigned before impeachment. So we've never actually kicked a president out. They've yeah. either quit or it didn't go all the way through. So yeah. you're talking new presidents. Presidents, excuse me. Yeah. Um, do you do you think like your prediction down the line, you think he will get impeached? Um, this is my my guess. Okay. Calling a football game, you know? Yeah. I think if he continues down this path, if we have mistakes keep getting made, I think as next year looms towards the midterm elections, I think you're going to see a lot more Republicans rallying against him. Mm-hmm. And I think if there's the slightest chance to get rid of him, that's when they flush him. Yeah. yeah. Because if you saw what happened in Kansas uh, earlier this week, a district that was like that was so red it was dimmed, literally almost gave a, uh, almost turned blue in this latest election. This lady. Because uh, the, the former uh, the congressional district holder, he's now I think the head of the CIA, so his seat was up. So they had a, they had a, you know a special election, and the Republicans barely won. And I think I think a lot of uh, GOP people don't take notice because that may happen more in eighteen. And I think if that if trends start shifting where a lot of people may lose their seat and the, and the Republicans may lose the House and the Senate, mm-hmm. I think Trump goes. I think it's a big thing. It's like look, we got rid of this bad guy. Keep us here, we'll run the government. Yeah, let's... That's, yeah. that's my guess. I could be completely off-base and wrong, it's just what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, we need a freaking miracle, Dad. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right? Yep. I'm um, getting... You need, like, 
No, I was going to say, I'm um, getting, you know, I don't want to keep talking about Trump, but getting back to you, because this is what it's about, um, what would you say is the biggest setback of being a comedian nowadays, or today, I would say? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think setbacks happen to everybody in every, in every comic along the way, so yeah. I think it's just how you handle it. It's taking your, you know, taking something in stride. Like, I did, I did a contest last night, I didn't make the finals, Yeah. and I'm like, oh, well, I wonder what I did, what I did wrong. Who knows what I did wrong? Who knows, you know, contests are subjective. I don't know if I was that company for the judges. Yeah. Who knows? You know, I've won one of the best comedy festivals in the country already, so I don't necessarily take it too much when I can't win. You know, you do go up and do a five-minute set, and if you don't blow them away, you know, you know you're not going to move on. So it's just whatever. But you just take setbacks and stride, man. There's nothing. Everybody's going to, no one's going to have an easy climb to the top. Otherwise, everyone would be there. Mm-hmm. So, you just kind of got to be willing to take the fucking lump and keep moving. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you say this is the career you wanted to pursue? No, I never really had another thought of what I wanted to do. Like, nothing else seems appealing enough to want to put my entire being into. Yeah. I can't think of another job that I'm like, oh, I'd love to do that instead of walk on stage and be funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because you know how people, they want to be a postman, or they want to be a cop, or they want to be a firefighter. Like, Yeah, I want to be a comedian. Yeah. I, was, I think I was like five years old reading joke books. Wow. You know, I grew up in the generation, I grew up in the 80s, and there was a ton of stand-up on TV, and I saw, you know, I remember walking and watching like a minute or two of like Raw, my, 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 my aunt, my uncle, like, get out of here, you can't listen to this. Yeah. Oh. You know, so there, I think immediately, I remember standing halfway down the hallway and I could still hear it and they couldn't see me. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, is there a lot of competition now from like doing stand-up? I mean, I, I wouldn't even say competition because everybody, you know, everybody's in the same boat but is there, you feel, is there a lot more comedians now they were than they were back then like being yeah. showcased? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, I, well, I watched a documentary about the, uh, the improv. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, there are like three, four hundred comedians uh, at the beginning of the improv in Los Angeles. And I'm like, oh, there's 4,000 now. Mm. There's 10 times as many comedians. You know? And there's still only three or four clubs in town. And you're constantly trying to vie to get, you know, on stage. And you're also trying to get in front of bookers for TV shows and submitting and doing all that fun stuff where hopefully, oh, wow, you get on TV. And then that gives you more credit around town. And, you know, and it's just it's just one wrong after the next. Mm. Um, describe a typical day for you. Like, what do you do to get prepared? Like, what's your zen like for you to go on stage? Like, do you have a like different type of preparation you do? Um, I'm really because I perform. I mean, on average, four times a week. Yeah. So I'm kind of, oh, I'm not battle ready, but you know, I'm just always ready. I can just get dressed. I get to the club. Depends on how long I'm doing on stage. And we have that, and a couple, of, yeah, a couple of things like because adjustments to myself or my set and figure out maybe what jokes I want to do yeah. you know I've seen certain crowds and I'm like ah, you know I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna do that and other than that it's not much else there's not really like uh, I need to put on the 8 mile soundtrack to get myself <laughs> hyped up um, I, I'm a professional it's my job you know a guy going to work at Walmart's not gonna fucking need to pump himself up and walk in the door <laughs> Maybe he does. That job sucks. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, true. You I'm, know, I'm a work. 
you know, a lot of comics get all fucking, you know, jazzed up, but I'm like, I gotta walk out there and be funny. Let me, let me focus on that. Yeah. Um, do you, you think, know? I was gonna do you think you could take on Marlon Wayans in a Twitter roast? I don't know. Marlon's fucking great. He's also <laughs> got probably a half a decade or more on me. Yeah. In terms of experience. And he's got that Wayans lineage. Yeah. You know, I don't come from a pedigree of comedians. Yeah. He's like third generation uh, comedian, so, I don't know. I don't think I'd engage with him. I think, and I also respect him. He's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, why do people do people try to engage him? Yeah, yeah. Some people go back and forth, and he goes hard. That's why I was like, "Oh shit!" You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't. No, I'm not. No, I'm. I'd rather be his friend. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> I really, uh, I enjoyed him in Senseless. Like, he's been in some movies that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. What was the movies with the um the haunted house? Like, I wasn't really a fan of those. Oh, Jesus. Oh. uh... Shit, I think it's just called Haunted House. Something yeah, Haunted House, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, that, yeah, uh, it, that, they made a ton of those fucking movies. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, it just, uh, it wasn't for me. Movies. I don't know. I'm sorry? I liked him in, like, Lady Killers. Yeah. I kind of liked him in his early, earlier on. Yeah. Uh, movies that he's done with his brother, I've, they seem kind of gimmicky. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know, there's going to be a ton of white, there's going to be a ton of race jokes. I get, like, I understand the plot, like white girls and stuff like that. I'm like, hey man, check work. It's not my cup of tea, but I respect him as a comedian. Yeah, great comedian. Yeah. Just because you put out a shit movie doesn't make you not a comedian. You know, I'm not. I'm not gonna go pick a fight with a guy who's got good hands. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I like my teeth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he got you. Um, do you have any uh, Tom Brady jokes? You know what's funny? Uh, I did a, a commercial for JBL headphones. Yeah. And they blamed me for Deflategate in the commercial. <laughs> really? Yeah, like, I'm basically giving out the music of my JBL headphones. And uh, the, the head trainer comes in, he's like, game time! Um, <laughs> and then I turn my head, the, the ball starts to deflate, and I don't notice it. So the commercial is me pushing this ball, the cart of balls, uh, down this tunnel by a game. And I lean in and squeeze it, and it's noticeably, obviously, deflated. And I just shrug it off and keep walking. <laughs> and I'm wearing, like, dark blue. I look like a Patriots. So, oh. yeah, no, I, I definitely didn't want to uh, upset anybody with some great jokes on after that so, airing. Is, um, it, is it something on YouTube they could check out, the commercial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go to my website, it's on there. Okay. Uh, the funny thing is, when I put it on Twitter, every single pass the world was like, fuck this, bullshit, you suck. Every 30 comments, I would be like, hey, that actor is pretty though, right? I yeah. liked him. Yeah. Just kept doing that about every 30 comments. And, like, people were starting to catch on that that's me. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? I'm like, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Continue, I'm sorry. Well, you yeah, know, people were just, it was, it was interesting because people went from, like, shitting on it. It's like, yeah, you weren't that bad, but fuck them for doing it. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm just taking a paycheck. <laughs> it's all about the money. Yeah, man, it's a fucking commercial. I don't give a shit. Man, they want me to. Man, you pay me enough money, I'll walk on stage and dick whip a bear, uh, dick whip a bear trap. I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I'm doing one show, though. That's it. <laughs> you only got one of those. <laughs> um, what are your what are your thoughts on ghostwriting in the comedy world? We already see it in politics and music. So, what are your thoughts on that? 
I mean, guys definitely have, uh, some comics definitely have writers. Yeah. Um, if they don't outright call them writers, they're paid friends that help yeah. a comedian build their act. Yeah. So I don't know what, what other word you would want to use. Um, but I think, you know, when you get to that level where you have to produce a special every 18 months, writing an hour of material is tough. Even if you got 20 years in, you still got to come up with setups, premises, punchlines, and then fucking tweak it. And I mean, you are getting access to really good stages, you know, in that sense of larger crowds. You get to walk into any club in the country and go up, you know. So you add in friends that sit there and take notes, and all of a sudden you walk on stage and you have a bit. Well, you got three people in the audience that are tagging the shit out of it. Yeah. And telling you, no, you should say it like this, backwards and forwards. And then next thing you know, fuck, this week, in one week, you wrote two and a half minutes of good stand up, well. Contact by 52 and you have a new hour. Yeah. So, I, you know, I don't mind it. I've never been asked to write for anybody, but I, I kind of write my own voice. So. Have you ever had any regrets in life, Chris? Millions. Millions? What was Millions the biggest regrets. What was the biggest one? Uh, I don't know. I mean, no, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. Wish I could be healthier with my body. Yeah. It's kind of a theme that's been running through my life. Uh, other than that, man, I follow my dreams. If I've got something I want to do, I figure out how to do it and do it. Mm-hmm. What's the single... If I can't... Okay, what, no, what's the single best advice you ever received from a comedian? My name L.A. Hardy. Uh, told me after a certain point of working on the road, you got to move to a major city. Otherwise, you start to change. You start changing to a comic. You're not who you... You change to fit the room instead of making the room fit to you. That makes sense. You start going and doing things you normally do before. You would do things, you know, you might get happier. You might. I know a lot of guys, they get older, they get bitter, they go just do, they don't write anymore. They just go up and do that. They know how that works. They go up and do it. They get their check and they leave. There's no love in that. He goes, you got to get out of it. You got to get off the road once you get your skill set. Move to a major city before you get better. Because it's just tough. And I was like, I was, I think I was like eight years in when I got that piece of advice. And a year and a half later, I moved to Los Angeles. Mm. Where are you originally from? You know, uh, Florida. Wow. What part of Florida? Gainesville. The only, uh, the only tem- democratic county, I think, in the state. <laughs> you know, I know a lot of people that move to Florida and all that. Is Florida all as, as good as, as, as it is, like people say it is, or... Uh, I mean, I think Florida's got... First off, Florida's really diverse. Yeah. The north part of it's all rednecky. The south part of it's all Spanish. Yeah. You know, Cuban, uh, Latino. Yeah. Uh, and, I don't know, man. It's just fun. There's a ton of, like, ton of water fun stuff to do. I love the beach. I love going... Like, there's tons of lakes, springs. ton of, like, you know, flora, flora, all that stuff that makes nature pretty. Um, and then we also got a lot of drugs. Florida's just kind of known for its drugs. We used to have the meth capital, cocaine basically started in Miami. You know? Yeah. Get good pot. We have fun. Florida's a good time. <laughs> that's all that should be the state motto. Florida's a good time. <laughs> um, speaking of model, what is your personal model? Uh my personal motto, I would probably it's a quote that I love from uh, John Dillinger of all people. It's uh never let them make you crawl. Hmm, fascinating. Never make them make you crawl. Yeah, kind of I'm not one to be put under someone's side. Like, that's why I do my own thing. I'm very... I'm independent to a fault. 
Yeah. Um, I know comedy was your dream, but what would you do if you couldn't be in comedy? Uh, <laughs> I would say porn, but I'm not doing Yeah. Takes about fourteen grand. I've learned. Wow. It's very expensive. Wow. Uh, but that's something I would love to do because I just I, I find that exhilarating. Oh. So far, um, in your life now, in your young life right now, what has, what was your most unforgettable moment in comedy? Um. You know, it was when I got into the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach, California. Uh, it's Jay Leno's home club. It's one of the most famous hot clubs in the country. And it's just like a headliners only club. Mm-hmm. And when I got in there, like the first time I did a show there, uh, it was Paul Reiser, Larry Miller, myself, I think, and Orny Adams. And I'm just walking there going, there's 130 years worth of comedy experience in this room. Wow. You know, I felt like I'd really taken a big step in my career. And I just, I don't know, that's something that I, that I kind of always will cherish. Well, you soaked that in, right, once he was in there? Yeah, man, I just, I didn't say a word, I just listened. Uh, um, what sort of... What the fuck am I going to tell these guys? <laughs> um, what sort of reactions do you get from people when they learn you're a comedian? Typical shit, tell me a joke. <laughs> I get told, people guess, what I'm, people guess that I'm a comedian, just yeah. after a few, to- like a few sentences of talking to me. I was getting my hair cut the other day, and the woman's like, you a comedian? And I'm like... Yeah, how'd you guess? And she's like, you just sound like one. Oh, shit. I don't get... Well, that all day. That's how, nice. how does comedians sound like? I don't get it. <laughs> like, when people Fuck, say I that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. You're right. I mean, I, I don't understand how my voice sounds to people. I can't <laughs> tell you that. Oh, man. I think my voice sounds terrible. Oh. <laughs> um, have you ever dealt with a heckler? And if so, like, what would, what method did you use if you had that experience? What? Say that again? If you ever dealt with a heckler? And if so, like, what, what, like, I guess, in, uh, insult I mean, or diss? Yeah, I mean, I think every comic's had hecklers. I had a heckler uh, one of the times my mom came to see me. Yeah. And I was a little apprehensive of going right after this woman who was heckling. Uh, because my mom was in the audience. So yeah. I stopped the show and I asked my mom if, is it okay if this woman says something again, can I go after her? And she said, you got to do what you got to do, baby. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, and the audience laughed. And then I looked at the woman and I was like, mama said, fuck you <laughs> And that fucking, I mean, that, 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 the room just, I mean, I got like a huge applause break on that. And woman didn't say a single thing the rest of the show. Wow. Um, speaking of women, yeah, what, that was fun. My mom got a kick out of that. I was gonna say, speaking of women, what are your thoughts on women in comedy? Oh, I wish they were more. Yeah. I think women are hilarious. I, I mean, comedy gets very boring if there, there's not different perspectives. If yeah. you're all the same type, it gets very, just gets very boring. I like hearing, you know, and I think women they have so many interesting takes on comedy. I, I I'm all for it, man. Yeah. You know? Know? Yeah. And women always smell better. So I'm all about putting anybody that smells better on the line. You know? Women are great. Yeah, that's true. Unless they're wearing, like, what? Obsession by um, Elizabeth Taylor or something. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Why would you not want someone that's smart, 
funny and smells good. Yeah. Um. Do you remember your mama jokes? Yeah. What is what's the best one you got in your arsenal? Uh, uh, I've never done, I've never really done, like, I mean, you know, we just kind of hear them, but the best one that I ever heard was, uh, your mama's so big and black, if you sprinkle salt on it, the bitch would look like deep space. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a good one. I, I, I've been crying when I, I like, I read it. Yeah. It was just like, that's great. Oh, my that's God. That's a smart joke, too. <laughs> um, um, do you have one more? No, that's, I mean, that's the only one I know. That's the only one you know? Okay. I remember a lot of I them in like school. Yeah. I, I think, what was one? Um, your mother's so fat when she wears an X jacket, helicopters land on her back. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's yeah. That's a painted joke, too. No yeah. one wears X jackets anymore. Yeah, I know, right? Remember that? Everybody was into the Malcolm X thing? Oh, that's man. like New Jack City. New yeah. Jack City shit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Did he? No, I'm trying to think. No, well, he had the Gumby fade, and and Chris Rock as yeah, Pookie. Yeah. yeah, Pookie. Pookie was the man Who's in that Chris movie. Pookie. Oh man, they don't fuck me up. Thank God he's better at stand up. Yeah, yeah. Sit your five dollar ass down before I make some change. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Chris, my final question for you is: What would the Chris of today tell the Chris of yesterday? Uh, I don't know. What would I tell myself? I uh, probably eat healthier. Just you know, you're still fat. Uh, Trying to curb it. Oh, um, do, um, are you like obese or something? Like, do you feel like you you talk about your weight? Like, do you feel like you're like really big or? I mean, yeah, I gained like thirty pounds in the last like year on top of like my, my normal size. Yeah. So I feel like I'm definitely over the line right now. Like, it just bugs me. Oh, is it because of the traveling too? Because you're going from place to place and you got to yeah, eat. Just, just the lives. I think I traveled. I would say more the last year and a half than I had the last two and a half years. Yeah. Because I spent a lot of time in Los Angeles my first two years here, really kind of making an effort here. So I only go on the road like every four months, and then and this year or and last year. I've just been back on the road full time, you know, almost every other week, two, two weeks at a time, three weeks at a time, and I just haven't been able to kind of maintain a discipline, discipline eating habit. And, you know, over 14 months, gaining 30 pounds is just a few pounds a month, but it adds up. Yeah. No, but don't worry, man. I'm, just... actually, I'm doing better now, though. I mean, that's the thing. I'm doing much better now. Like, I started walking again. I got fucking starting healthier. It just takes time to get off. Yeah, you know, and then just get a, you know, you could definitely stop by a gym and get a freaking power shake, too. Like, you just get, like, a meal supplement, and then, you oh, know. Oh, I know, I know. I, uh, that's what I've been doing is, uh, instead of getting, like, uh, in the mornings, instead of, like, going out for breakfast, I just fucking, I go get a, I get on your Roblox, and I get this protein shake. It's fucking yeah. great. It's a third of the calories that I was putting in before, and it's all healthy shit. Oh, uh, Chris, man, thank you so much. Um, Huh? Dude, for sure. Yeah, I was gonna tell you, um, com- dude, for sure, I had a great time. Yeah, um, plug your social media, plug everything you got coming up, um, plug, er, plug, plug anything you want to plug. All right, uh, you can reach me at uh, Twitter at, at Chris Cope Comedy, Instagram at Chris Cope Comedy, my website, you guessed it, ChrisCopeComedy.com. Uh, I will be at the Southlink Casino tomorrow night at twelve thirty for the Dirty at twelve thirty show. 
Saturday I'll be at UC Santa Barbara, and in a week and a half I will be in Coral Springs, Florida, and then Greensboro, North Carolina. So check out my website for those dates and contact info. Thanks for having me on, dude. Not a problem. Ladies and gentlemen, this was Chris Cope, and you could catch him on Stand Up Live. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope... Yep, thank you, Chris. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.